Peter Piot, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today in the leadership seminars. We looked at the history of AIDS since 1981 to now, and you talked about good and bad politics. What do you mean by that? Every time we've made progress in the fight against AIDS, it was because of good politics, and particularly leadership, courageous decisions, um, resource allocations, speaking up against the stigma and the discrimination, um, speaking up about um, sexual transmission, homosexuality, and so on. And every time we did not make progress, it was because of bad politics. Extreme examples are President Mbeki in um, South Africa, who denied that uh, AIDS existed and uh, uh, it was caused by a virus and that it could be treated and thereby delaying um, the introduction of uh, life-saving medication. Other example is in, the, in Russia, where the authorities are still considering drug users as, uh, only as criminals and not as addicts who need treatment and refusing to have scientifically proven methods to slow down the spread of HIV. But it is a tricky subject to approach in some of the third world today because you talked about it being taboo, embracing uh, issues like same-sex sex and, and drugs and addiction too. Yeah, AIDS is about sex and drugs and, uh, uh, and it's not only in developing countries but it's all over the world. These are difficult issues in most societies. And uh, therefore it is so more... Uh, important to have that leadership. Leadership in society means that you're not necessarily uh, running your programs or your government on the base of opinion polls, but on what's the best for society. Um, and uh, particularly, homosexuality is a big problem in, in a, a big problem for in the eyes of many societies. It's even illegal. There are countries where there's even death penalty on it. Um, and uh, you can't deal properly with, with AIDS if you don't deal with, uh, with these realities. There was a progression from 1981, clearly, and things began to, to change in the 1990s, didn't they? It, AIDS became a human rights issue. Was that a significant landmark? I think that the recognition that uh, AIDS is not only a viral illness and that can be uh, dealt with by the medical profession only, but that it has to do with uh, violations of human rights. Uh, it's affecting migrant workers, for example, poor countries. It's not a coincidence that Southern Africa has the biggest AIDS epidemic of the whole world. And this is the legacy of apartheid, of uh, apartheid and the uh, men going to work in the mines, apartheid that destroyed families. Um, it is also... Uh, to do with the, the fact that um, human rights violations of um, um, homosexual men, of sex workers, makes it very difficult to actually uh, deal with the problem and to have prevention programs. Usually it means that nothing is happening or worse, that um, governments are uh, making it worse. And, and you talked at the end about, for instance, drug treatment programs, but if people are hungry and have nothing in their stomach, then actually the drugs don't work, however much you spend on those programs. So poverty and inequality are part of that human rights issue of AIDS. 
Yes, you need to always look at, not only at AIDS, but whatever you take on, uh, what is the context? Um, there's a social context, there are social norms, beliefs, and that's where, for example, sexual orientation comes in, but then also poverty. Um, today we have, um, in, in the most affected countries in, in the world, that's in Africa, um, we have the poorest continent, and there are people indeed who have access to the, these antiretroviral drugs thanks to the generosity of basically the taxpayer in the high-income countries, um, but who have no food or, or no money for, to buy transportation to go to the clinics and so on. So we need to look at it in that context uh, as well, and you can't solve the AIDS problem if we don't also associate it with... Uh, a promotion of both human rights, that includes women's rights, because they're the most affected, and of dealing with these issues around poverty. Now, we are indeed in the leadership seminar series, and, and your lecture on AIDS, you actually talked about how you personally show leadership at the UN Security Council by organising a retreat, a session, and re coming to the conclusion that, that actually AIDS need to be seen as an economic issue, as a security issue? In international politics, there are only two things that really matter, and that is security and is economics. And uh, so what we did is uh, positioned AIDS as a problem for security that would threaten security, and the UN Security Council uh, in 2000, uh, in January 2000, um, this debated this, and... It is responsible, the Security Council, for peacekeeping operations. HIV is infecting troops, the peacekeepers, who in their turn may infect civil populations. Uh, so that's one aspect, but it destabilizes societies that are heavily affected. This is not the case, of course, everywhere, but it's certainly the case in heavily affected countries. So from that perspective, it is a security issue. And um, positioning it as a security issue and as a a disease that is um, slowing down economic development uh, really made a huge difference because that caught the eye of those in charge, uh, the ministers of finance, the prime ministers, um, far more than you say, okay, here we have yet another disease. Were you surprised that it took so long for certain countries to tackle the AIDS problem? You talked about the difference or of the epidemic in Uganda, in South Africa, 6 million out of 45 million people are HIV positive. And, and then there was the heroic leadership. You said Bush's relief program did make a difference. But didn't that all come too late? Yeah, I come from academia, and I was uh, surprised that uh, we have the facts, we have the data. Uh, so why isn't there action? But I shouldn't have been surprised. And in the end, I went, became, actually, I was very upset. And that's why I moved from academia to uh, this position in the United Nations heading UNAIDS. And I said, I want to change the world, not only studying it. And uh, it takes time um, because of the stigma and, and, uh, and the whole issues around sex and drugs. And that's where a number of um, really... Uh, strong individuals in that particular area have made a difference. Certainly President Bush's his program, people don't like that in Europe when I say that, but he, uh, you know, he really deserves praise for that. Um, 
and then uh, several African leaders who, 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 in contrast to their peers, uh, stood up. So individual leaders have made a difference, absolutely. And then you had Bill and Belinda Gates, too, who famously gave so much to, to tackling the AIDS epidemic globally. Absolutely. I think Bill and Melinda Gates are really making a difference, not only on AIDS, but in, uh, in health in developing countries uh, in general. Um, and, and they are uh, examples for wealthy individuals, what a difference one can make and to give back to society um, what uh, you know, society has given to them. If we then dig down and look at the different approaches of different countries, you compared the Soviet Union, where you said the AIDS epidemic really is problematic now, with China, the different approaches. China gave out clean needles, I think. Yeah, China and Russia uh, are two countries with a similar, originally, political system. And uh, China is a good example of, uh, after a while, and, and slowly it must be said, but after a while... Uh, took the right policy decisions and courageous ones around drug use and uh, uh, promoting condoms and so on and being very open and vocal about it. Premier Wen Zhoubao, uh, President Hu Jintao have appeared on TV, have embraced people with HIV and so on. Whereas in Russia, um, I think it's probably one of the worst um, examples of you know, what not to do when it comes to its further criminalizing um, homosexual men, uh, drug users, um, putting people in jail where then even more are becoming infected. Um, yeah, these are two contrasting countries, and uh, one shows that um, strong leadership can save lives, and in, in Russia, um, lack of leadership or bad leadership uh, kills people. In terms of leadership, again, because we are in the leadership seminar for the MBA students, you carved out a path to the future. You said that we need more people in business and with a business background to champion the course of AIDS. Why do you come to that conclusion? There are several reasons why I feel strongly about business engagement in the fight against AIDS. One, um, many people work in companies and um, who are affected by this uh, epidemic, particularly uh, huge companies with um, uh, migrant labor of all kinds, a mobile uh, workforce. So that's one thing. And so they can do something about their workforce, and there is a good motivation there. But secondly, maybe more importantly, is that in public health, I'm a public health person. We're amateurs when it comes to implementing programs setting targets, evaluating it, making sure that uh, we're reaching our targets. Uh, that's the art of, um, of business, of implementing programs, implementation science. Uh, for example, um, a lot of uh, HIV prevention is about behavior change. Now, marketing people know that better than anybody else. But in, uh, in public health, we think, you know, okay, we have a billboard here, or we say it skills that that's going to make anybody change their mind. No, or the, and, and certainly not their behavior. So we need that professional, uh, professionalism from, um, from people with, coming from various parts of the business community. In terms of your personal ambition to change from being an academic to changing the world, to making sure 
that there is a significant change in the way AIDS is tackled. Do you think that, that you have made a significant difference just in, in terms of the push given to making people face up to the reality of this epidemic? Yeah, I think that uh, with the UNAIDS, um, we've really uh, put AIDS on the top uh, agendas in the world, be it the World Economic Forum or the Security Council or the African Union, just name it. Uh, many countries reduced the price of, uh, of antiretroviral drugs um, and, and saved millions of lives. I think we really had an, had an impact. But now I'm back in academia at Imperial College in uh, in London, where I'm trying to apply what we've learned from the fight against AIDS for other uh, diseases in um, developing countries. Peter Piot, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. Uh, leadership seminar. I've learned so much. Thank you so much.